So you say yes to creating a course and you know that this is going to be what you go all in on for the next two months, three months, six months, something like that, which then gets you thinking, how much am I going to be able to charge for this course? And when is this course going to bring in profit to my music studio? That's what we're talking about today on the Music Teachers Expand Online podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode 265 of the Music Teachers Expand Online podcast. This podcast is dedicated to showing you how to create impact and income online as an independent music teacher. And we really wouldn't be talking about impact and income if we didn't talk about dollars and cents. So pricing your course is not simply just grabbing a number out of thin air. It's a matter of really understanding what the market will pay and how much you are comfortable charging. Sure, I would love it if the market said yes to every single music course being a $1,000 course and every single music teacher feeling comfortable and confident selling their course at $1,000 a piece. But that's just not reality. There are some music courses that are going to be sold for 1000 or even more. And there are some music courses that are going to be sold for far less. So where do we fit? How do we determine what the price of our course needs to be? I'm going to give you three things to think about. Number one, we're thinking about why this course exists in the market. Number two, we are thinking about who this course is actually for. And number three, we are thinking about how we tie the price of this course and anchor it to the other modalities in your studio. We're talking about why does this course exist in the marketplace? Does this course exist to provide beginner knowledge? Does this course exist to provide professionals with something that they need or want in order to advance their career? Does this course provide something for amateur musicians? Or does this course provide something for somebody who is part of an orchestra or a band or a performance of some kind? Is this course something for other music teachers to be able to expand their skills and for them to teach new things to their students? Why does this music course exist in the marketplace? What is it helping that student learn and why are they going to invest in this? There are a lot of reasons why your course exists in the market. The outcome will factor in to the price point. If your course is for somebody who is going to then use it in their career, you can charge a higher dollar amount because this is continuing education. This is career advancement. This is creating opportunities for them to charge more or for them to earn a seat or any number of things. If your course is a beginner course that you want a lot of people to go through, 
then you're going to want to charge a much lower price point because this course is going to sit in your funnel of take this course, then join my program, then take private lessons from me. So we want this course to be a bridge and an entryway into your world. And if your course is something that is for the hobbyist, a lot of people who take music courses are taking it as a passion or something to fulfill a hobby or to fill in their free time or to keep their cognitive abilities going or to play out the dreams they had of being in a rock band when they're in their 20s and 30s, whatever the reason might be. If your course is a pleasure-seeking entity, it's something that you are creating for them to be able to tap into their creativity and to elicit pleasure, then you'll probably be in a mid-price point, okay? So those are kind of my three buckets. The first one being if it's career advancement or a money-generating opportunity that they can see on the other side of your course, you can charge a higher price. If your course is at the beginning of the student journey with you, you're going to charge a lower price. And if your course is something that elicits a pleasure and is for the hobbyist, then you're going to be in the mid price point range. Now, let's think about number two. Who is your course actually for, right? Who is actually going to be going through this course? Is this for a retiree or an older adult who is looking to tap into something that they have always wanted to do or always wanted to go back to? Then they probably have enough money to invest a few hundred dollars into your course, especially if you're going to have more courses afterwards. We want to make sure that we're not pricing them out too early. And if your course is for a young professional who may not have a lot of float in their budget, then you want to price your course so that, you know, maybe 60% of the people can, you know, buy it in a month or two. And the other 40% are happy to go on a payment plan of three to six months. Now, if your course is for somebody who is young, You want to, and then we'll get into this a little bit more with the price anchoring thing, but you want to look at the opportunities that are out there for that kid that you're in competition with. It could be gymnastics, it could be dance, it could be in-person lessons, it could be in-person classes of some kind. So we want to make sure that your price shows a value in comparison to other things that that parent might be looking at for their child. If your course is for a teenager who wants to get into all city or all state or into a college program, then they want to rise to the top. Your course is part of their excellence path and therefore their parents are going to spend a little bit more money to help them get there. So who this person is, who they truly are, and their ability to tap into cash is definitely a factor. Don't make your price so low that it feels stupid. Okay. This is one of the biggest traps that people get into. They're like, yeah, well, my course is for teenagers and they don't have a whole lot of money. So I'm going to make it $65. 
that's ridiculous. Your course is worth more than that. Every single day, every single one of you, unless you've got a micro course, which, you know, is never mind. I'm not even going to go there. But in general, your courses are going to be worth several hundred dollars for the most part. I would say probably $165 would be the lowest I would ever recommend for a client. And we can go up from there. My sweet spot is somewhere in the three to $600 range. I really truly believe that you can command that amount of money because you are putting the best of you into this course. You are putting the best material to help the students accomplish their specific goal. Okay. So we just want to make sure that that price reflects the value of the course and helps them to accomplish whatever it is. And by knowing who that student really is and knowing why your course exists, we have two very solid pieces of evidence to help create a price. The third piece is price anchoring. If you charge $100 for a 30-minute lesson, there is no way in the world that you can charge less than $300 for your course. If you charge $25 for a half-hour lesson, then $75 is the minimum, okay? A 30-minute lesson times three is your minimum amount, okay? And the reason for this is because we want this to be able to sit on your website and for you to be able to speak about it with confidence so somebody can see the difference. What they can accomplish in your course is worth way more than three lessons. But they look at the price and say, oh, well, they charge $100 a lesson and this course is $300. I am going to get so much more out of this than I would out of three lessons. This is a no-brainer. This is something that would take me eight lessons to do. It's an $800 value for $300. So that's how we do our price anchoring. And competition analysis, I guess, is another part of it. We want to make sure that your course price is justified in the market. Your course is sitting out there against a lot of other courses. I know that and you know that. But the thing that makes your course unique is you and the way that you position it. So don't worry too much about what other courses are out there and what they charge, but making sure, like I said earlier, that if you do need to do some price anchoring or searching in the marketplace, that you are really comparing apples to apples. Like if your course is for an older adult or a retiree, then you know they're probably on a fixed income. And you want to think about what they're comparing your course against. Are they comparing it against going and playing golf every week? Are they comparing it against going and playing bridge? I mean, that sounds so, so cliche. And I will be fully transparent and tell you, my dad plays both of those on a regular basis. He is almost 75 years old. And I know that those would be his price anchors, would be these kinds of things. So like he's in a bridge club and he pays for golf lessons and he pays for golf fees. So that's why you want to really understand who these people are and what other options they have in front of them to spend their money. 
Again, to recap, why does your course exist in the marketplace? What is the unique advantage? What is the goal that the people who take your course are striving for? Is it personal? Is it professional? Is it foundational? Those will all factor into your price. And then who they are, where they are at in life and what their goals are, all of that stuff, super important. And then making sure that the price aligns with the other offers that you have in your music studio. Okay, this is such a tough subject. So I'm going to give you a few little pointers. The first one is that you can always have a pre-launch, a beta price or an early adopters price or whatever you want to call it that is somewhere between 50 and 80% of the price that you ultimately want to sell your course for. So for ease of numbers, let's say that you want to ultimately sell your course for $500, then maybe your initial price is $250 and then you can ratchet it up and you can eventually get to that $500 price point. You could also start with your course being 400, even if your ultimate goal is 500. So you don't have to start super low, but you can start lower than you ultimately want to sell the course for. And one final thing about your online music course, I want it to be profitable for you. Take a look at what it means in order for this course to be profitable. How many courses are you going to have to sell at launch and on a monthly basis in order for this course to be profitable? You're going to be paying for ConvertKit. You're going to be paying for Thinkific. You are hopefully going to have gone through the Online Music Course Accelerator, which I have linked up in the show notes. Imagine that. We are so excited about bringing on some of our new clients into the Accelerator, and we would love to see if it's a good fit for you. There are real tangible costs associated with having an online course. We want to make sure that you understand when and how your course is going to be profitable. We're not racing to the bottom of the barrel. We are finding a place where you feel confident selling this course and you know that it's going to bring in the income and create the impact that you want, right? That's what I've got for you today. Again, this was episode 265 of the Music Teachers Expand Online Podcast. Be sure to check in the show notes. I have a brand new gift for you. It is the Profitable Online Music Course Blueprint. I have laid out the exact steps you need to take in order to go from idea to profit with your online course. So grab the blueprint from the link in the show notes and share this episode with a friend or colleague. I would love for both of you to feel confident with your online music course and the price tag that you put on it. If you have any questions about this episode, as always, Instagram is where I love my DMs. I'm at Jamie Sletsky over there. I will have episode 266 for you out real soon. Take care.